0: Hello again, and welcome back to Ring My Bell, the podcast about Taco Bell and masturbation. I'm your host, Ben, and today on the podcast, we have friend of the podcast, Tema Clark Braverman. Hello, Tema. Hi, Ben. How's it? uh, How's it going, Tema?
1: It's going pretty well. I'm sorry. I'm always so awkward at the beginning of these. It's like, (laughs) oh, wait, we've been talking. No, we haven't. That breaks the illusion. Um, I'm doing very well today. I didn't have to work, which is always a fun day.
0: It is. I definitely had to work. It was my first Friday back at work after taking a couple of Fridays off and it was hell. So I'm glad to be here with you now talking about two of my favorite subjects. Two of mine as well. Excellent. I I believe you've heard the podcast before. Um, Generally, I will give my guests the option to pick whether we talk first about Taco Bell or masturbation. Uh, Which would you like to discuss first, Emma?
1: See, the contrarian in me wants to be one of the outliers that talks about masturbation first and then goes to Taco Bell. But Taco Bell has been bugging me recently, or my ability to get Taco Bell has been bugging me recently. (laughs) So I feel like I should start with the more frustration Uh, Okay. Base topic. Let's go to the happier one.
0: (laughs) Let's get right into that. Then what is, what is the frustration?
1: So as you know, I was very ill at, in uh, March and April. So I Mm -hmm. was very dependent on the friend group and Postmates to get food. Uh, And at one point near the end of, I want to call it my confinement, but that makes me sound like a Victorian pregnant woman. Uh Uh huh. (laughs) But my isolation, I had the biggest craving for Taco Bell. And as you know, we have amazing Tex-Mex food in this town. If I want actual Mexican food, I can get it. In fact, Mm -hmm. as you know, I get a burrito like every Thursday that's delivered by either you or uh, Sarah. Um, But I had this craving for Taco Bell. So I order it on Postmates. And it takes about an hour to get here, which is kind of long considering where the Taco Bell is from Mm -hmm. our neighborhood. And when the Postmates person gets here, they call me and refuse to buzz into my apartment building and walk up the stairs to leave the Taco Bell at my door so that I can, you know, get the food. And I try Uh to explain to them, like, I'm really not supposed to be leaving my house. Like. I need you to come in. And they said, no, hung up on me. And then from the picture, it looks like they just threw the bag at the door to my apartment building and left. And I'm like, well, what the, what do I, how do I, hmm. And I was actually debating, texting you going like, Hey, can you come (laughs) pick me, pick my Taco Bell up off the stoop? But I'm like, that's ridiculous. And in my fever haze, I'm like, okay, I'll just, like, wrap my head mummy style because it was before I had a mask. So I I took my pashmina and, like, wrapped it around my head and, like, full on covered up and walked down to the front of my building and it was gone. And I'm like, are you (sighs) – it only took me, like, ten minutes to get down here. So in one respect, I hope whoever took it needed the Taco Bell more than me. Mm -hmm. But in the other, I was really sick. It had been an hour and change since I decided what I'd wanted. And then Postmates almost refused to refund me because they're like, no, it was totally delivered. I'm like, no, it wasn't. It was delivered at a door, but not my door. And it was gone. So eventually I did get the refund and was able to find other food to eat that night. And it was fine. The Earlier this week, I think it was like Sunday or Monday, I had another Taco Bell craving and ordered it from Postmates. And after about 20 minutes, after they said, your order has been uh, accepted, I get a, your order has been canceled. What? And I'm like, are you, like, if it had done it, like, right in the beginning, like, five minutes after, okay. But it was, like, 20 minutes in, where you're like, ooh, I'm going to get food soon, this is going to be awesome. And I'm, I just, I'm like, when you're craving Taco Bell, nothing Satisfies that craving, but Taco Bell, as I learned when I lived in England, because when we would get drunk, <laughs> cause I was in grad school. So, you
0: uh-huh. know,
1: grad school in general means you're drinking a lot. And then I was in England where our university had a student union with a full bar that closed at 3 p.m. So like it, it, there was much of day drinking that went on. There was much night drinking that there was just drinking. It was just all libations all the time. Um, and when you're drunk, all you want is Taco Bell. And you're in England. And at the time, I think there was one Taco Bell in the entire country. And it was in London, which was a good hour and a half away.
0: That's a long way to go get Taco Bell. Although not as long as that Postmates order. Just throwing that out there. So, you know, Postmates guy, you could have gone to London and gotten Taco Bell in the (laughs) same amount of time.
1: Yeah, from Leicester. (laughs) And yeah, so in Leicester, we would generally like there was a, a food cart that served chip cobs, which is basically french fries on a bun. And it was so good. It was so fucking good. Um, But it wasn't Taco Bell. And then when I got home from England, one of the first things I ate was Taco Bell. And it was both as satisfying as I thought it would be and as disappointing as you'd expect it to be.
0: Yep, that that sounds about right. So I I definitely want to get into uh, what your... uh, Go to Taco Bell order is, but about this Postmates order, this first mm. one, th- this is a, this is a double sad story for me because like I just imagine this lone bag of Taco Bell sitting there, and I've I've been to your apartment, I know what that front area of the apartment uh, uh, complex looks like. You've gotta you've gotta be going into that section, right? You're yeah. not gonna see a bag of Taco Bell on the street. So I feel like somebody else in your apartment had to have been like, oh hey, free Taco Bell.
1: Yeah, which is the weird thing. Cause as you know, like generally people in my building are really nice and they're like, oh, someone's package is here. I'll bring it mm-hmm. in. Or, oh, I see someone left something like it's so hard with the buy nothing group. You have to like literally put a sign like, please leave this outside. Someone's coming to pick it up because you'll leave something out on that porch area. And one of my very nice neighbors will be like, oh, someone might take this. I'll bring it in. But yeah.
0: Right. But yeah, the the allure of Taco Bell is just like you find some Taco Bell on the ground and you're like, I have no idea where this came from. I have no idea what it's doing here. I'm going to eat that Taco Bell, though, which is a choice. Yeah,
1: <laughs> especially because it's my Taco Bell order, which is not as I've been listening to the podcast and asking around. Apparently not a standard order.
0: What is your standard Taco Bell order?
1: So it's slightly changed over the years, but it's basic, like, in quarantine, it has been a bit more standard just because I'm getting it from Postmates and I'm not driving to the Taco Bell and looking at the sign going, oh, there are so many options. (laughs) And should I get a box? Maybe I should do a box. No, I don't. I don't need that much food. Or maybe I am. Huh. But generally, recently, my order has been... A Mexican pizza, which I've, they are the nastiest and most disgusting things in the world, but I will eat them like they are ambrosia. I love them so much. And then either a standard chicken quesadilla or one of those like cheaper shredded quesadillas that are on the, uh, the Taco Bell dollar menu thing that's not actually mm, a dollar. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it is a dollar and Postmates just. Yeah, if if
0: you if you actually go to the uh, location, um, the the stuff on that menu is a dollar. So I think you're getting that Postmates uh, upcharge on that,
1: which would make sense because you know they do have to make money somehow. Um, not that I agree with it, but you know um, that sounded horrible. But sometimes <laughs> I know, I know to... what you mean. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, sometimes I will add a uh, nacho cheese. Doritos taco because they are, they are way too good to, to be just food. Like, there's something in that because when those came out, I'm like, this is the stupid, like, this is stupid. It's not going to taste. Oh my God. Can I get seven more of these? Like, I, I don't understand. I don't even like nacho cheese Doritos that much. I'm more of a cool ranch gal, but those nacho cheese tacos though they're so good and and or if i don't get a taco either a crunchy taco or a chicken taco i will get a um gordita i think they're called they're yep, the that's... the taco inside a taco with cheese everywhere it's one of those ones that when i'm at taco bell i literally stare at the menu going wait are you the soft taco or the hard taco inside a soft taco with the cheese? Or are you the soft taco with the hard taco? with Because the... there's like three things that fit that bill. And right. there's one that I really like. And there's two that I'm like, well, I guess you're fine. I'll remember next time that it's not you. And then you cut to me the next time. And no, I have not remembered. Uh,
0: yes, it is the Cheesy Gordita Crunch. Is yes. the official name. I do definitely feel that same sort of panic when I'm... Sitting there at the drive-through, despite the fact that I had well, my my orders have actually gotten very different now that I'm doing this podcast because
1: you got to mix it say,
0: up. Well, yeah, I mean, I got to mix it up. I've I've got to be I've got to become the expert on Taco Bell. <laughs> but also, guests show up and they're just like, "Oh yeah, I love this," and I'm like, "I've literally never had that. I need to try that."
1: You know what's really good? The shredded chicken burrito. It yes. shouldn't be good, but it is.
0: Yes, it is. It is. Um, it is actually quite good. But yeah, so like I'll be I'll be at the I think like i in the before times before I was mm. doing a podcast about Taco Bell. I'd, I'd be like, OK, I've got my my standard, like one of two standard orders. I know exactly what I'm getting. And then I'd show up and I'm like, look at all this stuff. What am I going to do? Oh, my God. I don't know what to, I don't know what I'm going to get. I'm like, Ben, you always know what you're going to get. You you order the same two things every time. And that's fine. Um, so I definitely understand that. Um, yeah, I used yeah. to have a
1: much more standard order until my freshman year of college. I went to a micro college my freshman year. So I was in Wells College in Aurora, New York, which is about 20 miles north of Ithaca, where Cornell is. And pretty much the only thing to do in the nearest, like, actual town in near Aurora was go to Taco Bell and Walmart. And since I had the car, I would drive through Taco Bell often with my friends. And my one friend didn't have a standard order, as he said, I'm from Connecticut, we don't have these there. And I pointed (laughs) out he was from the very, very, very rich part of Connecticut, and that's why he had never been to Taco Bell. Um, so he would literally just be like, can I get one of these and one of these? And he would just go down the list and $20 later he would be done. And I'm like, how does one spend $20 in one go? (laughs) And like, he didn't buy combos or anything. These were individual orders, Uh like individual items. So it got me to like branch out because at the time I was the quesadilla combo, and then had to clarify that I just wanted regular tacos, not taco supremes, because I am not a sour cream fan, unless it's like in a sauce um or in mashed potatoes. It's just not a thing I like. The texture and flavor and, combination just does not work for me.
0: And they, they go pretty hard on that sour cream. Like if yeah. you don't, if you don't like like there are definitely places where it's like, if you don't If you're kind of on the fence about sour cream, sometimes it can be pretty good. If you are anything less than love sour cream, Taco Bell adds way too much.
1: Yeah, it's like, (laughs) oh, I see that uh, you wanted sour cream. So you want that encased in sour cream? It's like, no, I don't want any of that. (laughs) And I understand why, because they use like those caulk guns to put it down. And like having used caulk guns in the past, it's hard to not just put it everywhere. Um, And now we sound like we're in the other part of the Uh podcast. (laughs) But, <laughs> we've we've uh, jumped
0: over to the other topic apparently, um,
1: <laughs> but yeah, my friend Ryan in freshman year of college he got me to branch out. Um, but yeah, it's it's so overwhelming when you go, especially now that their menu is mostly pictures. Because if it yes. was just words, I'm like, I'm dyslexic. I don't need to read you. I can. Oh, but you're pretty. And like I said, they always have like special boxes on. You get up to that, especially like when you are the the driver. You get up there and you're like, okay. Okay, just know what you're gonna order. Talk loudly enough for them to hear you. Hopefully they won't like throw you off by being like, Hi, uh, one minute. And you're like, wait, did do do I But order I was now? ready. But I was I ready. I was ready. <sighs> ready. And like all of the normal drive-through anxiety. And then they're like, mm-hmm. look at these pretty pictures of all this delicious food that vaguely actually looks like the food you're gonna get, but is not gonna taste like you think it will taste.
0: Right. And the the pictures are both very helpful and also a detriment because you see all these things and you're like this all looks so this this all looks good uh and then you're like but 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 what is all this and then they've all got names like cheesy gordita crunch and uh crunch wrap supreme and gorditas chalupas and five um,
1: layer burrito and you're like wait what are the five is this the tortilla right, count a, is this count there's twice there's a five
0: layer there's a seven layer there's, um, and
1: then you're like, well, why is that quesadilla only a dollar and that quesadilla is five dollars?
0: Uh huh. There's significantly a bean and cheese key- <gasps> burrito, there's a be- the bean cheesy and cheese bean, cheese bean and rice burrito. Like, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of complicated words, and so the pictures are like, look at all this stuff now, figure out what it's called, sucker. So, yeah. I, I feel like it's both a, a good thing and a bad thing, but it, it definitely. The the drive up menu, uh the drive through menu does not uh do those of us with anxieties any favors.
1: Yeah. Especially because the ones near us, they're not even the flat menus, they're the curved menus. And I don't know why, but those give me even more anxiety <laughs> where it's like it's coming at you. And I uh-huh. like it, yeah. It's definitely high anxiety. And then I'm like berating myself because I'm like, it's Taco Bell. At worst, you end <laughs> up with a quesadilla and a Mexican pizza in one order. As long as you remember to order Cinnamon twists, you'll be fine. Because Cinnamon twists, man.
0: It's very specific to the Taco Bell near us. But the way they've got the drive through laid out.
1: Oh, it's the is worst. That
0: you, you pull up and then you see about half of the menu and then they're like, hi, welcome to Taco Bell. Can I take your order? I'm ready whenever you are. And I'm like, um, okay. I, um,
1: Yeah, that curve is not well designed. But yeah, when you're at the at the the place where you order, it blocks half like a third of the menu.
0: <laughs> right. So
1: you have to pull further ahead. But then you're like, wait, but did they hear me? Did they not? And also, why does that Taco Bell take 30 minutes to make the food?
0: <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, it's
1: so long. There could be two cars in line and you're going to spend 30 minutes. So then you're sometimes like, they're like, hi, uh, we're ready whenever you are. And you're like, I am a car length away. But I know <laughs> they're not talking to the car in front of me because I saw them order.
0: Right. Yeah, that, that happened to me. Um, that happened to me the last time I was at Taco Bell. They've got the new uh, grilled cheese burrito that I'm like, I don't, that's a lot of words that individually are great together. I need to try one of these bad boys. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm going to go there and I'm going to get that specifically. But then they, uh, I, I pulled up and, you know, just, just like you said, you know, you, you only see about half of the menu. They start talking to you like, Way before the you're you're up uh, against that menu, and so I'm frantically scanning for it because my anxiety kicks in where I'm like, maybe they don't have it yet, maybe it hasn't gotten I don't see it anywhere on the menu, so I maybe didn't it doesn't even try. actually
1: exist. maybe right? my brain just made it up in a dream, and I've now convinced myself that I saw seven print ads, maybe right.
0: Maybe I, I had a weird quarantine fever dream where I'm just like, oh, yeah, grilled cheese is great. Burritos are great. Taco Bell has those now. That's and how I felt
1: with Taco Bell's breakfast, because I happened to be in Canada where they were doing the test breakfast thing. Saw it and went, oh, that's intriguing. I'll try that the next time I'm at Taco Bell. And then I was back in the States and they didn't have that yet. And I'm like, <laughs> did, did I make this up? Like, I I got gaslighted by an international border
0: <laughs> Uh-huh and, an and that's that's my fear, right? Like I'm going to show up and be like, "Yeah, yeah, one uh grilled cheese burrito." And they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?
1: Like we don't do that here, sir."
0: Uh that specific layout in that drive-through is is a very problematic one. I went to another one in town. Uh sometimes if I'm coming back from out by the IKEA, Mhm. I'll hit that one up in uh, Northeast Portland. And um, every time I've been there, it's been great. You can see the menu that's nice and fast. They are, they're super great. Um, But it's just, it's so far out and it's, it's uh, temporarily closed due to the uh, pandemic right now anyways. And it's just a bummer because I'm like, they do it so well. And now I've got to go to the one that's like a, a disaster trying to order from, but I'm going to do it anyways because I got to get that Taco Bell into my mouth. So, and I'm
1: just like, Hey, Postmates, I don't care where in town you get this Taco Bell, but could you please, but could you please for to give it to my door? Cause I also tip really well for Postmates because a, I have driven for Postmates in the past. It was a very short amount of time. And B I've worked in food service and I know how shitty that is and how all of the extra costs that go into delivery. So I'm like, dude, you were going to get a good tip. Mm-hmm. <sighs> like, granted, yeah, since the pandemic, I can't do cash, which is what I used to do the tip in to make sure they actually got it. But yeah, I, it was a very upsetting Taco Bell run. But to not end on a sad note there, I did order Taco Bell two days ago from Postmates because I was still craving Post uh, Taco Bell. Uh And I actually got it and it was delicious and I ordered way too much because I didn't (laughs) realize I was trying to remove something from my list and I ended up adding a second to my (laughs) list. So I had two cheesy gordita crunches, one of the dollar quesadillas and a Mexican pizza and then my cinnamon twist.
0: The official tagline uh, or... uh, um outro line is uh masturbate it's healthy but mm-hmm. sort of the unofficial one is the right amount of taco bell is too much taco bell that is true. Um, so you know eh, you got a little bit too much taco bell still pretty great so. yeah because you
1: can't you can't put taco bell in the refrigerator and eat it the next day that is something that uh my best friend back home and i discovered because when i was living with her her now ex-husband and my goddaughter we would go to the gym at like midnight because that's when she was done work and I'm an insomniac. So I'm like, yeah. And we were gym buddies and we'd go to the Planet Fitness and we'd work out for an hour or so. And then we'd leave and be like, so we just like worked out. So we deserve a treat, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. This is also the same Taco Bell where I'm 90% sure an employee stole an N64 from me. Because you remember when they had that N64 Pog uh thing? It was like a. I,
0: I don't actually
1: sometime in the 90s when the N64 was coming out. Nintendo and Taco Bell did a promotion together and uh, it was a thing where if you got like a large drink, which it was Taco Bell. So they were all large drinks under the lid. There would be a pog because that's also dating this because it was the 90s so Uh you would look at your pog and some of them would be like free cinnamon twists or there would be you know all of these other uh different promotions and the top prize as far as my recollection was getting an n64 like winning a nintendo 64 it's a pretty big deal back in the day yeah Especially because, like, we had an NES that my Zeta got for us, and my parents would totally not have bought us uh, video games. Like, that was just not their thing. Um, and my mom was like, oh, great, something else for the kids to fight over. Um, which is also why I suck at video games, but that's a different story. So it was like, oh, my God, I will have brought the N64 into the house. It would be mine. I was so excited. Like, because I'm in the Taco Bell. I'm I'm literally my mom's in the car. She gave me money to run in and order and I pull the thing and there it says N64. And I'm like, oh, my God, I won. I won. I won an N64. And I'm saying this so loudly because I'm like, I don't know. When did the N64 come out? In like 97, uh, 98?
0: 1996 was when it came out in the United States.
1: Fuck. I was what, like eight years old? Eight or nine? So I didn't know better to like not loudly announce that I had just won. Mm-hmm. Uh And the... Employee behind the counter at the pickup window went, "Wait, wait, let me see, let me see." And he's like, "Oh no, actually, that just is for cinnamon twists. You didn't win the N64." I'm like, "But it says N64. It says winner N64 on it. It's got the Nintendo N." And he's like, "No, no, see, it's in the fine print." And he pulled it from me. He's like, "Yeah, that's uh for cinnamon twists." And he gave me cinnamon twists. And
0: that fucker.
1: I'm pretty sure he then just got himself an N64 and it's been bugging me ever since <laughs> never did get an N64 and to this day i can't play 3d games i'm not saying it's that guy's fault but i'm heavily implying it
0: mm mm-hmm, mhm mhm um i mean you know uh for legal reasons you made no accusations but um you know it sure was implied pretty loudly yeah um
1: but they finally got a, t- a drive through years later Uh, and Ash and I would go through and we had just worked out. So we're just like, yeah. And, uh, throw in a couple soft tacos too. Um, yeah, maybe a hard taco. And we would just, we'd come home and have like a feast (laughs) of Taco Bell. (laughs) Um, so yeah, you can't reheat that the next day. We tried. I mean, you can, it's just not worth it. So you're right. The right amount of Taco Bell is too much Taco Bell.
0: Because the alternatives are you didn't get enough and you want more, or uh, you put it in the fridge and have really sad leftovers. Like, no, you just, you eat that extra little bit, call it good.
1: Yeah, it's not like it's going to stay around much longer. I mean, granted, Taco Bell's quality has gone up, which I'm sure corporate sees as a good thing. Um, However, (laughs) Taco Bell was always meant to be rented. (laughs) And now that their meat quality is, you know, human consumption level, it's a little upsetting. That's like, whoa, wait, Taco Bell, I just ate a lot of you. Why are you still here?
0: On that note. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: Sorry. Uh, it's, a, it's a weird, it's a weird note to end the Taco Bell on. Um, Taco Bell is great. Uh, that's, that's what, it, yes. next time, next time I go to Taco Bell... I'll let you know. I can try to get some of those grilled cheese burritos because I really want to try that. Yeah. Um, And then I can I can drop off a uh, a grilled cheese burrito for you as long as the menu says it has it because I'm not going to order it if it doesn't say it on the menu.
1: Because because yeah, it's not there. It's too much anxiety uh to be like, hey, do you have this thing that I might have? Do you? Because I'm wondering if it's doing what I wanted the quesarito to do where It's just like the cheesy outside and then the burrito yummy inside where the quesarito went, I'm actually going to be hot fire on the outside because we're just going to put all the hot sauce on the outside and then the burrito on the inside.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I think they have it because when I was driving up, I saw it on the menu in the in the actual store. Um, Mm -hmm. I just think they hadn't updated their... um, uh, drive through yet. because it was it was like the weekend that it came out so well
1: yeah see. i look forward to hearing this though i do want you to ask me what my favorite uh taco bell hot sauce is because i think everyone needs to uh, hear yes. how uh, uh much of a weakling i am uh
0: so before i move on to the next topic uh the other question that i ask uh about taco bell is what is your go-to hot sauce
1: and as no surprise to you ben because you've eaten my food and you also have seen me with hot sauce none in fact the (laughs) hot sauce that they put in the chicken quesadilla is too spicy for me i need that taco chaser because i am a weakling when i've been listening to the podcast and people like oh yeah diablo or you know sometimes like maybe i'll go down to hot and i'm just like i don't even do mild there's a green sauce like they always throw so many in the bag And I'm like, I'm (laughs) never going to use these. I'm a weakling. But Taco Bell is just fine without hot sauce.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Perfect. Uh, So I think now's a good time as any to switch over to the other topic at hand, um, which is, of course, masturbation. So uh, when it comes time to masturbate, what is your general go to for that?
1: So. There are two, for me, it's a twofold thing. There is what material do I go to to get myself in the right mind space? And Mm -hmm. then there is the, what other things do I use to help continue that mind space? So the two main things I want to talk about are the Rachel V night and a specific kind of fanfic. Like I know fan fiction has been discussed on the podcast, Mm -hmm. but
0: There's quite a uh, we got quite a an I got specifically uh, quite an education from Lindsay a couple of episodes ago so
1: and it was glorious to hear Uh, but I have a very niche um, area of fanfic in the fandom world that I primarily hole up in Uh, but I want to (laughs) start with (laughs) what our friend group uh, so Ben and I are friends outside of the podcasting world um, if you haven't guessed. And our friend group, what I I think was the night that we truly gelled as a mm-hmm. friend group, like truly became the unit that we were. I like to refer to as the Rachel V night. So Ben was moving across town and, right.
0: you know, I'd, I'd actually I I'd just moved into the city, which was, I think, partial partially what um, helped us all sort of gel. It's like I'm I'm here now. I'm not a weird suburbanite anymore. So.
1: And we were doing the, you know, help your friend move. And then he pays for first round and pizza. And there is a pizza joint. Like, we went there mostly for the people. And also because you could buy a 32-ounce mason jar full of <laughs> alcohol for, like, I don't know, eight bucks. And uh-huh. because we were in there so often, we got the uh homie discount, I believe it was called. So we yes. get it for four bucks. And yep. It was basically for the drink, I would get straight gin with like, <laughs> maybe a little bit of simple syrup. We moved Ben in and it, we finished moving him in about four o'clock in the afternoon. We go, we get our pizza, we get our first rounds. And we're like, all right, this is fun. It's only like five o'clock now. Let's have some more drink. And we continued sitting there, getting more drinks until later, much later in the evening. And I don't know if we had started, I'm pretty sure it's a, your thing, right? Like you brought in the AMAs.
0: Yeah. So, um, because clearly I'm someone who likes talking about very taboo things. Um, Mr. Start a Podcast about masturbation over here. I fully I'd always this be decision. like, uh, <laughs> I'd always be like, Hey, I'm drunk. So ask me anything because like, I, I always feel like I'm an open book. Uh, That nobody really wants to like open. Like the the pages are all there, but nobody. I mean, and I get it. It's it's a societal thing, right? No one's gonna come up to you and be like, "Yo, Tema, what do you jerk off to?" Like you, you know, need the
1: we, oh well, we're drunk. I'm drunk. He's drunk. Yeah, then we can talk about it. Right. Type social. I really don't want to use the word lubrication here, and yet it works so well. (laughs) So Uh Ben announced AMA to the table, and then I think all of us eventually also announced AMA to the table. And at some point, we got on the topic of sex toys. We're all talking about sex toys. We're talking about when we first bought them, you know, which ones have we used? Literally, I'm getting recommendations from across the table, and... (laughs) You might be wondering, why is this called the Rachel V night? Is there someone in your friend group named Rachel V? Th- so literally Ben is describing I wanna say he said the word fleshlight. And then did, someone walked over to I our was, table. Oh go ahead.
0: I was specifically talking about mine because um somebody in our in in the friends group was was joking about like, you know, moving my sex toys and I was like, oh well, um One I won't denounce <laughs> I won't <laughs> announce which one it was on the podcast, but one of <laughs> one of our friends group definitely was holding the box with my flashlight in it. So, so as yes. Ben
1: is saying the word flashlight, someone walks over to our table, looks <laughs> at me, and goes, "Tema." I have a very unique name. This was not a person, you know, asking if I'm with different tema. And I look up in my drunken haze. And there's a girl I went to high school with over 3,000 miles away. <laughs> and I drunkenly go, Rachel, and then her full last name, and proceeded, again, it, from my recollection, it was flashlight Tema, Rachel V, <laughs> in that quick succession. Um, and then I apparently spoke to Rachel for like 20 minutes. Drunkenly being like, why the hell are you in Portland? Um, I have had moments where I thought that I hallucinated a person from high school showing up in my local, you know, 10 years later, 3000 miles away. But I actually did stalk her on Facebook to be like, was she in this area? And according to some pictures, I saw a Multnomah Falls picture around the right time. So I'm like, no, that actually happened. But anyway... That night, which was crazy. I mean, I started speaking with an Irish accent at one point.
0: Uh, You did. Yes, I remember that.
1: Um, And I should also point out, I am a cheap drunk. I am a lightweight. I was drunk one in. I'm probably was like two and a half, three by the end of the (laughs) night of these giant mason jars full of alcohol. So I know when I'm drunk, I drunk text. And I don't have, you know, many people in my past to be like, hey, I'm drunk. But I do have a good number of friend groups that I'm in group chats with (laughs) that are like, oh, God, Temma, who's in a different time zone than us, is awake and drunk. So I passed my phone to someone in our friend group and be like, don't give this back to me. I should not be texting anyone tonight. And that worked fine while we were in in the pizza joint. And they literally walked me, not just to my apartment, but tucked me into bed and locked the door behind them. And that's what I basically remember from that evening. Now, two days later, I get an email saying that my package has been shipped. And I'm like, (laughs) package? I don't really buy things online. What did, what is this? What did I? And I, uh, I, I look at what the package is. And apparently somewhere between getting tucked into bed and waking up the next morning, I pulled out my phone and decided to look up one of the sex toys that was recommended uh, by someone in our friend group and then ordered it because the company used PayPal. (laughs) So I didn't have to get up and get my wallet
0: the thing that I love about this sex toy specifically is that it now lives in infamy within our friends group because you told the women in our friends group. And then of course, uh, one of them told their husband, uh, and so I was the only one left out. Uh, And I felt so
1: (laughs) horrible about that. And I was so mad at our, my one married friend. And she was like, of course, I'm going to tell insert name. Um, Everything. And I'm like, there's a reason I sent it just to the two <laughs> women of the group.
0: So, yeah, then I finally I don't remember exactly how I got let in on this story, but now it just lives in infamy. Yeah, there was there was a a New Year's uh, mm-hmm. party at your house where I recall drunkenly reading the description from the box on this. sex No, toy. that was actually a separate um, sex story.
1: So the one that I oh, okay. bought while drunk and have. This is the only time I've been drunk and don't have memory of what I did. That one was called the blueberry, which is a very good, uh, kind of vibration. It is waterproof, so I can use it in the bath. It works both very well, um, internally and externally, except that it is hard plastic. Like that is my only big negative. Um, and also it's a twist control, uh, at the very Mm -hmm. base and the, because of bath use it's a little difficult right um but the one from the new year's party what is that one called i'm that i just (laughs) refer to it as a monk hood because it's also a, a vibrator um can be used internally or externally this one is silicone and really nice um has a couple really awesome settings but it looks like an old school monk with his hood up like, that's not what it's trying to look like, but mm-hmm. that's what my brain interpreted it at. But that was uh, another friend of mine was in town for New Year's and she had never gone to a sex shop, like a sex mm, toy store. Okay. And I took her to Shebop, which is a women owned and women and femme centric uh, sex toy. Like it doesn't you don't go in there and feel skeeved out like every other uh, sex shop I've ever been to. Um, which on the East coast, they're generally like head shops that also sell tarot cards upstairs. And then like skeevy dens of iniquity downstairs. <laughs> um, that's very, uh, penis focused. Um, and Shebop was was ve- like, you have questions about stuff. They will answer it for you. Um, they have different, like sample lubricants, like an entire packet that you can just try out and figure out which ones you like, which ones you're allergic to. Oh, nice. Um, And so I'm like, oh, you're in town and here we'll go to this really awesome one. And then that's when I bought the Monkhood. What is its name? I will look up the name and send it to you. (laughs) Um, And the cool thing about that one is that it's rechargeable. But I always forget that it's rechargeable. And then I get my batteries and then I'm like, wait, how do I open? Oh, look at that. There's a charge port. It's USB charge right there. Um, And then I'm like searching for the cord, which also lives like right next to where it lives. But I always forget. Um, But yeah, you did an interpretive reading of the (laughs) bombs.
0: It's true. I don't remember why I did exactly. Um, But again, again, I have no shame. Um, I do a taco bell and masturbation podcast so of course i'm the guy dramatically reading sex toy descriptions i i don't remember much about it except that it used the word clitoris an awful lot it did Um, it it
1: definitely uses that word often and well um but it was an amazing interpretive read i think everyone should (laughs) like i kind of wish that like sex toy like online shops had an interpretive read like alt tech like Ability to have someone read mm-hmm. it. Cause like, otherwise it's just too sterile. So yeah, those are the, the two main sex toys that I use. Both of them are waterproof cause that's important for me cause I like baths. I mean, I like baths regardless of if masturbation's on the table sure. or not. But when it is, a bath is glorious. Um, so that's the, that's the Rachel V story of the first sex story I bought in Portland. Um, which is, I'm sure it's much more hilarious to the two of us and to our friends group because the absurdity of it.
0: It was an absurd night all around. Um, It was so
1: bizarre. But (laughs) it it is really like where our friends group were like, you know what? We're just going to talk about everything. It's like I feel comfortable to discuss like our bowel movements be like, how are you guys doing? Has quarantine been affecting you there? Cool. Okay. No, you should try this fiber instead. Like I don't have a problem like bringing up what would normally be taboo subjects with our friend group because, because you had us AMA that night and it was glorious. And I helped. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But the second thing, like I said, I wanted to talk about was the specific niche of fandom that I live in. And, I should point out that for me, the physical aspect of masturbation is, it's not even secondary. It's really like the last thing on my list. Okay. Um, For me, it's mostly a mental exercise. And that's probably because of a lot of um, medical issues that I have in my area, if you will, Uh, without getting uh, too detailed. Most general stimulation for me is is not the most comfortable and in some cases can be extremely painful okay. um so and and it's gotten much better but especially in my early like preteen and teen years when like you explore your body it, it was just pain like there mm-hmm. was, I didn't I, I didn't understand how people enjoyed it um but I would read a lot of fanfic um and be like okay well clearly i'm missing something because this sounds awesome
0: <laughs> right
1: this sounds amazing so like my brain was primed for it but my body was like yeah we're kind of um we would be recalled if we were made in a factory <laughs> we are not up to spec uh so fan fiction was really where where most people would be doing a physical um exploration fanfic was how i got my mental exploration and mm-hmm. over the years, I have narrowed down, you know, sometimes there's sp- specific fandoms I want to read and specific pairings where I'm like, these two beautiful boys made me cry when I watched them on screen <laughs> and I want to read them being happy and lovely together in my fanfic and that's fine. But sometimes I don't know what fandom I want to read. I I don't really have a specific pairing in mind, but I always know If I'm in that mood and I need to get off mentally, ABO fanfic will do that. Now, ABO stands for horribly alpha beta omega. It's Uh, a yes.
0: You've you've explained this to me before, and then I forgot most about it. So
1: Because normally we're like walking back from the cider houses, and I'm like, maybe (laughs) I shouldn't be screaming this out in the middle of Portland. At 11 o'clock at night. Uh, so I normally stop. So ABO <laughs> uh, comes from a couple different sources. Uh, different. So let me back up. So in fanfic, there are certain kinds of alternate universes or AUs that show up a lot. Uh, you get your coffee shop AU. You get your modern setting AU. You get the everyone's the aged and they met in high school AU. And you're like, why? Who had a good time in high school that they want to read this? <laughs> um the, i always certainly the weird did one not is when it's labeled a high school au and you're like it's teen wolf they're already in high school <laughs> what high school like that's not an au
0: uh-huh that's, that's just life uh-huh
1: yeah and it's like wait you're de-aging everyone even the parents that what but again sometimes those fics are great sometimes i'm confused about why i'm reading them um so yeah they're the standard au's and a while back, a couple different AUs kind of merged together and created ABO. So it was basically the, uh, the DS or BDSM AUs where imagine a world where everyone is kinky as fuck and has, uh, signifiers that everyone just openly talks about. Um, okay. that's almost biological, I guess. I don't read it very often, so I might be very much, um, uh, misinterpreting it, which came out of just, you know, general just kinky fanfic. And then you had the soul bonding AUs, where soulmates exist in some form or another. And these two souls are bound over time. And they're your main characters and your OTP. And it's glorious and fluffy and smutty and wonderful. ABO kind of sort of took elements from both of those and became its own thing. It's a very large tag on AO3. And the main premise of ABO is that on top of our um, genders assigned at birth, there are second, or really, I guess it would be sex assigned at birth. There's also these secondary, they say genders, but they really mean sex the terminology is not very good. Um, okay. So there's a secondary, I'll just use the word gender that th- in puberty, you get assigned, generally speaking. Um, I should also point out that there is no set ABO kind of verse, but there's you, like obscenity, you know it when you see it.
0: <laughs> so, okay.
1: In ABO, you get. Really, you only need to pay attention to the A and O. Betas are just normal people and it's boring. They're generally used as like weird side characters. So you generally get the ability to have male characters who are genetically like they are penis havers who can also give birth. Okay, And also you can have vagina havers who can impregnate others. Okay. So, generally speaking, alphas are the impregnators or ability to impregnate, and they sometimes generally have a rut cycle. And then you have the omegas who are, uh, have the ability to give birth regardless of penis or vagina having. Um, and, uh, they're the omegas. Now, some of this is used for just easy access smut, because if you're reading Slash and you're reading good Slash, you have to take the time to make sure people are ready for certain kinds of intercourse. Where in ABO world, because of ABO magic, um, you'll have as my one friend who does not read ABO, she refers to it as the self-lubricating asshole smut. Uh and it's true because that's what it is and they uh-huh. always like people always say it derogatorily like oh something self-lubricates it's like that's how vaginas work
0: right exactly you want it to self-lubricate Lubricate. i mean
1: so yeah a lot of times it's just easy access smut it's like ooh let me put it into a world where mpreg is real and i can see my two beautiful uh male characters have babies Genetically, that are both of them and see this one male character pregnant. But in a lot of other cases, it's a master class in um, gender identity and the patriarchy and being able to see characters who are uh very much, you know, the epitome of masculinity that then have this very feminine role assigned to them Mm -hmm. one of my favorite pairings for abo is steve bucky uh from the mcu and i I do
0: remember you mentioning that when i was talking When when Lindsay used it as an example, um, I, I think I said uh, I've got Wait. like three friends whose ears just perked up and they don't know why. And yes. I was definitely thinking about you on that one. So yep.
1: my ears <laughs> definitely perked up, and I had to go back and be like, "Wait, did I hear? Yes, yes, Stucky." Um, and I'm very much for Omega Steve because I think it's a a brilliant way to explore someone who is hyper masculine or perceived to be hyper masculine, who then would have this very feminine role put upon them. Um, Some people think because the term is a bastardization of what people think wolf packs work as, Mm -hmm. which in case you did not know wolves do not have an alpha of the pack and omega of the pack. The person who wrote the paper that started that myth recanted it and said, I saw a very weird wolf pack This is not how this works. It is a family unit like almost every other Canid. No alpha packs. Lone Mm -hmm. wolves are not the strong ones. Why did no? And yet it got picked (laughs) up as it does. Mm -hmm. It persists. And that's not generally how it works. Granted, if you do have werewolves somewhere in your fandom or in your AU, it's also fun to balance. You have the alpha of the pack, who then is also the omega of the pack, depending on how you look at it. But a lot of times it's it's a really interesting way to explore those topics, but in a safe space. And for me, um, I really enjoy seeing characters who are supposed to be birth givers who then are not able, um, because as I said, I have some issues in my system, including Uh that more than likely I will not be able to give birth um, or maintain a pregnancy and dealing with that, um, I don't want to say trauma because it, I think that's going to, dealing with that aspect of my life has always been an interesting thing because I learned this when I was in middle school that I more than likely would not be able to give birth. So reading ABO, where you see sometimes you'll have a male character who is an Omega, uh, who can't give birth and how they, determine their self-worth and their definition of themselves Uh, this shows up a fair amount in uh phil clint mcu fix and any of the haters out there i don't care that that pairing started after thor where they're on screen for literally 30 seconds together i don't care they're one of my otps and i love it so much um but you'll have characters that have traumatic pasts like in their canon. And it's like, okay, how does this affect it? And there's also an aspect because the omegas go one of the standard tropes is that they'll go into heat. And there's also like a lot of interesting consent discussions in these um universes that are created. Because if someone's hormones are literally making it so that they want to jump anyone, is it okay to act or is it not? Right. And in some of the Uh, the universes that are created, if they're not satisfied, they could die because of different hormonal levels and hand wavy science. So like really interesting consent discussions. Um, Also again, really good smut. Not going to downplay that.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's important too.
1: (laughs) That's important. Um, So as a person who's trying to navigate through if she's on the a spectrum, and if so, where, it's really interesting to see characters that in some cases don't have much of a sexual urge outside of specific events. Um, so you get a lot of really awesome, though not named, demisexual um, discussion and asexual okay. discussion. So like, ABO, for people who don't read it and just kind of dip their toe in and read, you know, the first Drabble they come across, they're like, oh this is just easy access smut or this was smut that because when it started, there was a lot of people in the ABO world and the gender bend fanfic worlds that were there because they were very Christian and they wanted to read slash, but it went against God. Uh I'm using so many air quotes and eye rolls. Um, (laughs) So if you then make it so that, Oh, well, actually, one of my characters is female or meets a female definition in their brain, then it was OK. That right. was really where it like there were only a handful, really, in the beginning. But that was back on the live journal days. And like there was also a lot of really bad IKEA fic at the time, which as far as I know, and I'm not going to look it up because, no, uh, there is no actual fic about IKEA furniture, though I'm sure there is. IKEA fic is... <laughs> the term used for like the 12 year olds writing and they don't really understand how sex works. So it's very Mm, much a tab. A goes into slot B like Mm -hmm. very mechanical, very, uh, um, so like there was some of that, but I'm also like, I'm glad fanfic was there to help those people work through their, their shit. Um, but most of the time, like, Because a lot of some people distinguish it as like there's ABO, which is the easy access mutt. And then there's Omegaverse, which is where you get like the gender discussion and the patriarchy discussion okay. and all of that gloriousness. Uh So it's a very queer space. It's a very um flexible. And for me, it just ticks all of the boxes. Highly recommend it. And literally, I will I mean, I could open up my phone right now and I probably have like 30 tabs open. <laughs> that's most of them are just abo um though i also right now have a lot of uh song of achilles fic open because i just finished that last night and i'm in pain and i need comfort fic (laughs) because oh so good highly recommend that book to anyone yeah so abo fic is really where i go and if i'm reading like a very detailed and well-written abo that's when i might reach for the blueberry or the monkhood but for me, it's if I get my brain on board, I don't necessarily need to get my body to follow.
0: OK, so it's it's not like it, it's not the the fan fiction is not the means to the end. The proverbial end is just sort of like the. All right, we actually got there, so let's do this. So, yes. OK,
1: um, interesting. And then like every now and then because it's also it's one of those things that because I'm OCD, I have to follow very specific steps for things. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Back in the before times, let's say it's like, oh, when I get home, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to masturbate. Yes. Okay. So I'll get home and then, okay, but then I'll need to set this, this, and this aside. And then, okay, I'll start my bath and then I'll bring the toys in and decide then. Okay, but now I need to read a thing to make sure my mind is prime. And by the time I get in the bath, I'm just like, well, I'm overworked (laughs) Uh and I can't relax enough so sometimes like just be taking a bath and then being like, Oh, look at that. I left my toys here and I don't know how, not that I hadn't planned it like two weeks earlier and I was going to leave <laughs> them there to then forget quote uh-huh. that like, so I could, so yeah, it, to me, sometimes like the physical aspect is just too much work. Okay. Um, where you can read a fanfic on a TriMet bus and no one knows. <laughs> Or no one knows how. Like your brain is like, oh yeah. They're right. just like, all right, that girl's like reading on her phone. Whatever. Oh look, she missed her stop. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> um, um, okay, yeah. yeah that's, so that's me. That's that's interesting because I mean, it's it sounds like uh, the the kind of stuff that you're into. It's it's all very like cerebral and like sociopolitical, which um, is. Kind of a surprise, because again... most of what I know from fanfic is the little bit you've told me before and then what Lindsay told me in the the other episode so I sort of just there's this conception from those of us who don't read fanfic that it it is that easy access smut that you were talking about right
1: I mean don't get me wrong there's a lot of easy access smut and there's some (laughs) authors that I read because I've read their longer works and I'm like that's awesome now can you give me a thousand words where it's just the smut and they're like here you go here's ten fic for you so like sometimes it is the easy access month but most fan fiction really is and like and it's also one of the reasons why generally speaking more women um or non-binary like people that would fall under not male i guess Mm -hmm. um read fan fiction not saying that male men and and um male people don't read fan fiction but it's it's always been pretty cerebral but we hide amongst the smut um sure like it's there have been academic papers written on different kinds of fan fiction and how women reading slash fic is very different uh than men watching lesbian porn
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um because of the fact that like generally women most porn out there is written for male gaze
0: absolutely yes
1: and like there are some porn that is written for and and made for female gaze but generally speaking it's not where slash fic generally speaking it's not necessarily female gaze but it's not male gaze either it's very much a Oh, look, we're not subjugating women in this thing. <laughs> um, so for me, it was one of the first times that I could see that kind of enjoyment where I didn't have to then go, wait, but my body doesn't feel that. How does that work? Or see someone in a receiving position that were on equal footing socially. Um, I should also point out that I grew up while well, technically in the north, very close to the south um, and, and in a in a very Christian community. I'm not Christian. Jews are generally pretty sex positive, but we, there weren't many of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it wasn't just a you have to accept this thing. It was a oh, look, there are different ways to give pleasure. You the, I didn't have to. You know, worry about, you know, how this would affect if I was in that position. It was just like, oh, these are two really pretty guys and their stories are so sad and glorious and wonderful together. And oh, look, they look beautiful naked and in bed. <laughs> like, right. is where it came from. So there, there are academic papers about the, the queerness and the exploration and the cerebral aspect of fan fiction that generally speaking, you don't get from other forms of porn. Um, and also, like I wish I had got into romance novels when I was younger, but the first romance novel I read was, as my mother said, a dud. It was very <laughs> much a a tease the whole way, and then not even a fade to black. It was just like, "Oh, and they gazed at each other and and I was just like, "Oh, <laughs> okay." And my mom's like, "Well, did you like your book? Like I'm so excited that like because my mom had so many romance novels. And she was like, "Oh, I'm so excited! Like to get." And I'm like, "No, nah, it was fine." She's like, "Just fine." Can I read it? And she read it and went, "Well, that's a dud." No, <laughs> no, there are much better. I'm like, I'll just stick with fanfic because I had already been reading fanfic for a couple of years at that point. Um, though I hadn't started reading slash fic other than some drury fanfic that everyone has read. Um, I had not read slash fic really until senior year of college, a uh, senior year of high school or freshman year of college. Um, I was very much OTP or nothing. So I was Ron Hermione for Harry Potter and Sam Jack for SG1. Those are the only things I read for most like my beginning fanfic reading career.
0: But yeah, the the uh the sort of cerebral nature of it is I think very mm-hmm. interesting. Um because, you know, you're you're right. Like I generally I just watch porn and I've I've never once watched um uh porn where it 's like now we 're getting into the socio political aspects of <laughs> um gender and and what that means it's it's usually just like well here 's a pizza guy let 's come up with a reason why she needs to fuck him oh here's a here 's her boss let 's come up with a reason why she needs to fuck him oh hey look yeah. here's I her... remember
1: one of the first porns I ever watched. My thought at the end was, but did they fix the sink?
0: right exactly I clearly
1: was missing the point
0: (laughs) like you know it's it's just like let's let's figure out a reason or let's not we don't even need to get a reason it's two people fucking what more do you want you know that's all well and good it works well enough for me but it's it's it that coming from that that specific sort of mindset of like that's my go-to um is I just like watching sexy people have sex. Like, that rules. And
1: I like staring at a screen or a piece of paper and hallucinating those people having sex, but also knowing their backstories and everything about their life <laughs> and the universe that they're living in.
0: Um, so as we are, um, sort of winding down here, um, uh, as I've gotten quite a, a second, uh, uh, education on, uh, <laughs> fan fiction, um, did you have any questions for me uh as we uh sort of wrap up this uh discussion?
1: Well, I have been listening to some episodes, so like I have some ideas. Also, you know, we've generally talked about these type of things in the past. Mm-hmm. Like um I guess I'll tie it to what I'm talking about. If you were to read a fanfic, do you have a fandom that you'd want to read? Ooh, that I might be sending you some recommendations.
0: That is interesting uh that's an interesting question because um i feel like a lot of the 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 media that i'm into um you either get sort of the silent protagonist i mean i'm i'm a nintendo fanboy i've i've mm-hmm. a- always have been every single one of their games is like uh you are a plumber in a magical kingdom you don't say anything except wahoo um oh you're a, let's s- go. you're a sword wielding guy uh you don't say anything you just kind of slash stuff Heh. you know like sorry
1: I'm, i like your accidental pun there i don't uh-huh. think you meant it as a pun but
0: i realized after i said it uh <laughs> <laughs> um or like a lot of the uh tv that i watch uh mm. tends to be um, either sort of a reverent or dark comedy, uh, or a lot of very depressing sort of things. So I can't think of really any sort of, uh, uh, media franchises where I'm like, yeah, that could be sexy. Most of the ones I'm like, Oh God, no, please do not send me that. Um, I'm trying to think of like some of my favorite TV shows and I'm like, can't for the life of me imagine I ever want to read BoJack Horseman fan fiction. Um, I know but, it
1: exists because I have gone past that.
0: But I, I I tell you what, because I know we're we're both a fan of the TV show. If you can find me some good Leverage fan fiction, I'll read that Leverage Ooh. fan fiction.
1: Do you I'll have g- any pairings that you'd be interested, or do you have any no TPS where you
0: just don't want to read? No, I'll I'll give anything a try. If if you find something that you're like, yeah, Ben might like this. I'll I'll give it a go. Yeah,
1: okay. so I could send you some like Genfic? Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that's not what you signed up for when you're like, yeah, Tama, come on my my show. Hey, um, you
0: know what? The fun thing about doing this podcast is you learn a whole lot. Um I'm I'm this is my second education on fanfic. Uh, James taught me all about vibratory sex toys for penis and havers and barbacoa Taco Bell and barbacoa Taco Bell. You know the the thing is, I'm expanding my Taco Bell menu. I'm expanding my masturbation menu. Um, we we all have a lot to learn from uh, talking more about these things.
1: Yeah, and this should not be hidden. This should be a thing shared. It's an amazing community, and if anyone needs fanfic recommendations or afraid to jump in, please hit me up. Because I love fan fiction, and I think everyone should explore it.
0: That that is a thing, just as an outside observer, that I find fascinating is the number of people uh, I know who have conversations about like, I found this great one, you might like this one, here's some recommendations. Here's one that I just really loved. Uh, Not really a thing. I mean, I have known some people uh, who, you know, have their porn stars that they like, and they'll they'll talk about it. But like, I I don't I don't go around being like, "Oh, hey, I watched this really great porn the other day. You might like it. You should check it out." That's it's like not not really uh it's A not really talked thing. about.
1: I mean, and also sometimes like you can hide around like, "Oh, it's writing. It's art." Right. It's like it's smut though. It's like, "Yes, but it's written, so it's erotica." <laughs> um, it's like it's smut. It's it's easy access smut.
0: On that note, if people want to find out more about uh, you if they want, if they want to hit you up for fanfic recommendations. And if you've got anything else you want to plug, uh, where can they find out uh, more about you?
1: So I'm pretty easy to find on most social medias because I have a very unique name. I am like Emma with a T uh, on Twitter. Um, I am, uh, TCB Crochet on Instagram. And I also, if you're looking for anything crocheted, TCBCrochet.com. I do commissions as well as what you see there on the shop. And, oh, I have a YouTube channel with only one video as of yet. Um, <laughs> in case my computer issues have not, have been wonderfully edited out by Ben, I have computer issues, uh, that have made Making the, multi- the, the follow up videos, um, bit difficult, but I'm working on that. Um, but yeah, you can find me on most social media platforms. I'm probably the only tema you'll find. Uh, so yeah, if you're looking for fanfic wrecks, hit me up. I'm, uh, oh, I'm SGC Girl 52 on AO3 on Archive of Our Own, which if you're diving into fan fiction, I recommend going through AO3. It, is truly an archive of our own. It's not going to be pulled off the internet. It is, uh, it's archiveofourown.org. Highly recommend. Use the tags. They are amazing.
0: Yeah, thanks again for coming on the show and talking about uh, Taco Bell and masturbation. Uh, two of my favorite topics. Two of for mine sure. as well. If uh, you want to find out more about this show, um, I am on Twitter at ringmybellpod.com. Um, and you can find out uh, a little bit more about the show, share it with friends, um, f- and uh, support me by buying a coffee for me. Um, all at ringmybell.sexandlasers.com. Thanks again for for um, even more deep dives into fan fiction. Um, it Anytime. was quite informative. I, I honestly, like, my mind has been blown. So... Um, Sorry if I, I went a bit it. deep
1: there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, as I mean, you know, I will talk about fan fiction from the moment I wake up until the moment I go to sleep if someone gives me the platform to do it.
0: Well, I learned a lot and I'm I'm sure a lot of people listening also did. So anyways, that will do it for us this week. Uh, join us next time when yet again I'm talking with another guest about what they get at the drive through and uh, what they like in the bedroom. And until next time, remember, masturbate. It's healthy.